Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. Man, I just can't get that right today, but welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. I'm actually not graduated from college, guys. I know I've been saying that, but recently I found out I'm actually not graduated. I'm missing a course, so I'm going to be finishing that in December, but I'm still looking for a full-time job. So please check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are doing something fun, something different, something new. It's a crossover episode. I'm talking to Bo Brack. He's the host of the Locked On Arizona Cardinals. That's right, the football team, Arizona Cardinals. So I talked to him. We did a little crossover episode, you know, talking D-backs, talking Cardinals. So we'll get into that today. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked On Diamondbacks are listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages 18 and 47. So if you're looking for a man in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, here's that conversation between me and Bo Brack, host of the Locked On Cardinals. Is when, And we're just days away from pro sports returning to our lives. Officially, Major League Baseball is its opening day just around the corner. For your Arizona Diamondbacks, that's going to be this Friday in San Diego, taking on the Friars, the Padres, from that beautiful city. 6-10 first pitch. I am uh, excited to bring on Millard Thomas, of course, locked on Diamondbacks. Do a little, you know, Arizona crossover podcast today here on Locked on Cardinals. Millard, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Excited to hop on. Of course, always excited to talk some D-backs, but I'm even more excited to honestly get a little football talk in as well. Yeah, especially when you've got a quarterback who could easily make his way onto the Diamondbacks roster and Kyler Murray. Where does he fit in? I mean, he could probably be like a Cattell Marte, middle infielder, outfielder type guy. Yeah, he could probably be a Cattell Marte. We got Nick Ahmed at shortstop. He's kind of lacking on the offensive side. So maybe him and Kyler Murray, they both could take over the, the shortstop position and give us a little one-two punch at that, uh, that position over there. So Miller, Locked On Diamondbacks, of course, give him a follow on Twitter as well, at CreatorThomas24, doing some great work on the baseball side of things here on the Locked On Network. And, uh, I mean, what do, what do, what do we expect? Uh, I guess, give us like this, the, the elevator pitch on the Arizona Diamondbacks' abbreviated 60-game season as they return uh, from the pandemic hiatus. Yeah, the elevator pitch. That's one I get always get asked a lot about the D-backs. I always say uh, they're a team that could really go either way in 2020, especially with the 60 games. If you look at their 2019 season, a lot of their guys had breakout years from Christian Walker, Eduardo Escobar, uh, Ketel Marte. So really the question is, are, were, were those breakout seasons or were those outlier years? So really the D-backs in 2020, they're a team that people expect could be as good as a, a wild card team, maybe a team that even makes it all the way to the World Series. Or they're a team that could finish, you know, fourth in their division. So overall, I do think they have the talent. They got Ketel Marte. They got Starling Marte. They got the Marte Parte at the top <laughs> of their lineup. They just got Madison Bumgarner from the Giants. Uh, they got Zach Allen who from the Marlins. He's a young stud Luke Weaver so they got nice fresh arms in the rotation they got a nice balanced lineup uh 
to go against uh, teams like the Dodgers in their division, like the Padres, the Rockies. So I think they're well suited to make a real playoff run in 2020. I think with the 60 games, we should at least be looking at, at, a, at a wild card berth for the D-backs. Miller, when you look at this Diamondbacks roster in this ball club, where do you think what, what do you think their strength is going into a 60 game season? Um, I would probably have to say their depth. I think they're pretty good. I don't think they have over the top talent, but I think at every position you could say you have at least a, a solid to above average player in your starting lineup from first base, uh, Christian Walker, you go around the diamond, Ketel Marte, Eduardo Escobar, you got a pretty nice outfield, Cole Calhoun, Starling Marte, David Peralta, you got Jake Lamb coming back. He's going to be healthy. And then uh, you hopefully got a rotation that has, you know, a lot of upside. Zach Gallen could be a potential breakout candidate. Luke Weaver, potential breakout candidate. You got some young stud arms and Madison Bumgarner is going to be at the top of that rotation setting the tone. So what I like from this team is really just the depth. I think they could go pretty deep at a lot of different positions. I don't think their talent's overwhelming, but I do think they have solid, steady talent. And they're, they're a team that could, you know, you, you don't know what kind of role COVID is going to play. You don't know. Other than that, what kind of health these players are going to have for the full season. So I think the depth is going to play a huge factor in 2020. Now, when I hear you talk about where their strengths are, the one thing I didn't hear was their bullpen. Is that one of the things that continues to be surrounded by question marks? Yeah, right now they tabbed Archie Bradley as the closer. If you look at his splits from last year in the first half of the season, he really struggled with runners on scoring position. He gave up a lot of runs in high leverage situations. But the second half of the year, the D-back closer, Greg Holland, was struggling. So manager Toy Lovello actually promoted Archie Bradley, even though he was struggling himself. And he actually flourished in that closer role. He actually took off. He was kind of looking like that 2017 Archie Bradley. So for 2020, if he can continue what he did in the second half of 2019, the, that closer role is going to be really solidified for him. And then they got some other bullpen arms. I really like a Kevin Ginko. He's a nice young arm in that bullpen uh, row, in, in that bullpen. And then they signed some other middle relievers and a Hector Rondon and a Junior Guerrera, who I think is really going to round out that bullpen. So I like their bullpen. I, I do think there's a little question marks because I'm not totally sold on Archie Bradley. If he could get close to that 2017 form and really look like how he did in the second half of last season, I think that's going to make me feel a lot more confident about the bullpen because I think that closing role is the biggest question mark. But overall, I think they have a solid, like a lot of their team, I think it's solid but not spectacular. Miller Thomas, you got to give him a listen on Locked on Diamondbacks to gear up for the Major League Baseball season. We've got some great hosts here in the state of Arizona, State 48. We've got some great uh, sports minds, whether it's Evan Sidery over there at uh, Locked On Suns, just uh, all on this Locked On podcast network, and it's all talking about your favorite teams. Uh, you know, let me ask you this last question about the D backs, and maybe we can talk some Cardinals football here to round things out. But uh, when we look at this D backs baseball club, who, in your opinion, is going to be this year's Cattell Marte? Who's going to be the breakout star that uh, nobody really saw coming? I've already mentioned his name uh, a couple times, but for me, it's going to be Zach Allen. He's a guy that you look at his numbers with the with the Marlins last year, and then he came over from the D-backs. This guy was just phenomenal. He has a nice, he has nice stuff. He he can hit his location. He doesn't overwhelm you with a fastball or anything, but he has a nice little arsenal of pitches. And I just think he has the makeup and what we've seen so far from last year and just overall in his little short career. He's only has about twelve starts under his belt, but he he's been solid so far, and I really think. He could take off in uh, 2020. I'm not just saying that because he's a Jersey kid like me. I really do believe <laughs> that. 
Let me ask you this last question about the rotation because it is it is pretty impressive the depth even without Mike Leak, former Sun Devil, being in that rotation this year. He opting out of the 2020 season, but you you add Bumgarner, you got Gallon in there, Robbie Ray. You kind of know what you're going to get with him, even though on a start by start basis it's a little erratic. But is is Luke Weaver? Is he a hundred percent? Yeah, right now they're saying he should be healthy. They're saying he should be ready for 2020. I think with the 60 games, it should help him with that. Okay. It is always a cause for concern whenever a guy does have arm issues so early in his career. But last year they elected to just do the rehab route. They they talked to Dr. James Andrews, who whenever you start talking to him, you get a little nervous because he's the Tommy John guy. But they elected to not go surgery. They just let him rehab. And he actually came back at the end of 2019 after taking a couple months off to rehab. So he actually got a little, uh, he got a little run in at the end of 2019. So hopefully for 2020 should be fully healthy. And with only 60 games, hopefully he'll be able to last the whole season. Give this guy a follow on Twitter at creator Thomas 24 Miller Thomas, of course, the host of locked on diamondbacks. I got to ask you this though. I mean, you follow all the sports around the area, Suns, Cardinals, diamondbacks, Yotes right there as well. Uh, which team's going to finally get over that hump and return Arizona sports to the postseason? I, I believe it's the D-backs right now. Just because of the sport they play, it's not as driven by talent as other teams. It's more team-based. I look at the Suns. I mean, they're in the bubble, but do we really give them a, a <laughs> shot to, to make the playoffs? They're like three and a half back with eight to play. I think they statistically have like the worst odds in the bubble. And then I like the Cardinals a lot. I'm going to ask you a few questions about them in a minute, but they're a team. They're just in probably the most stacked division in the NFL. So I think they just have a tough road to making it too. So I just, just think the D back just have the easiest route. I don't even necessarily believe if they have maybe the easy, the, the best team in Arizona, but I do think they have the easiest route to the playoffs. And I do think the sport they play helps them uh, give them that route to success. I got to tell you, I mean, the biggest concern I have about the Suns is that I'm seeing Devin Booker is hanging out with one of the Kardashian clan, uh, Kendall Jenner, which yeah. is it's great for him. But it's also, as I'm just look, scrolling across my timeline, I don't think you want to get associated with that family right now. Yeah, we know about that Kardashian <laughs> curse. And yeah, we've seen uh, Kanye has been going on a, a little rant on Twitter recently. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff surrounding that. So I would tell Booker to keep his head out of it. I mean, it's always better probably not to get involved with that stuff. We've seen uh, the, the documented history of the Kardashian <laughs> curse. Now. We'll be right back with more of that conversation. And I'll even ask Bo a few questions. But but first. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through their day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets hectic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like arnic and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. To make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBD MD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD.
right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it and let's finish our conversation between me and Bo Brack, host of the Locked On Arizona Cardinals. So let's get into some Cardinals talk. What, what are your thoughts on this on this Cardinals team? As it there's so much turnover, so much uh, talent added to this roster. I, I got to imagine even somebody like you, who's a seam head, big baseball guy, it's your first love. Well, you got to be excited about what the Cardinals are doing in Glendale. Yeah, I like what the Cardinals are doing a lot. I really do. I liked what they did. I mean, it was a bold move to go take Kyler Murray, number one, after drafting Josh Rosen just a year before. Go get Cliff Kingsbury from the college ranks. And then they're just trying to build a team around them. I like how they're putting all their confidence, uh, making sure, you know, you got that quarterback and the coach, making sure you're getting that fit together. Because I think in the NFL, that's probably the most important thing is the coach and the the quarterback on the same page. So the Cardinals have that first. They, they have that box check mark. I just think for the Cardinals, they play in the toughest division in the NFL. I could see them if they were, were in any other division. They could probably be a wild card team. I do think they have a chance of winning eight, nine games in 2020, but I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. What do you think, Bo? Do you, do you, can you see the, the Cardinals making the playoffs in 2020? It's tough at this point when you look at the crazy offseason that it's been and the inability to get together uh, we know that uh, Kyler Murray did fly down his fellow quarterbacks and his his skill position players kind of under the cloak of, I, I don't know, darkness. So the NFL didn't know, like you're not supposed to get together for voluntary joint workouts, but they did it anyway. I, I do kind of appreciate that as long as they did it safely. And then the idea that you've got to revamp this defense, you've got to incorporate DeAndre Hopkins. There's some pretty high odds stacked against you, but the talent also speaks for itself. And I'm I'm having a tough time getting away from exactly where you put them, right around that eight, nine, maybe ten win mark. If 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 Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray are able to put games away, figure it out kind of on the fly in the 2020 season, which it's that's got to be pretty daunting. But I I think the talent is is going to be that of which the the Arizona Cardinals could certainly t- turn things around. The way that the NFL has restructured its postseason. I think that they could absolutely vie for a seventh playoff spot in the NFC, but that there's going to be a lot of things that go into that, a lot of variables of, of really just meshing this team together and getting people up to speed uh, in a fashion that we haven't ever seen. But the, there is one caveat to that. It's that the other 31 teams in the NFL are going through the same thing. But there's just so many new pieces to this Cardinals roster. It's, it's really going to be a tough mesh, but I think the talent's absolutely there. Yeah, I definitely see the talent for the team. And I, I, I love what Kyler Murray did last year. He won Rookie of the Year. I thought he was really impressive. I thought he really came on late at the end of the season. I just wanted to know. We, we saw Madden give him a 77 rating, which I thought was just ridiculous. Why do you think Kyler Murray is being overlooked? I think it's really just EA Sports. I think the rest of the people that cover the NFL, uh, maybe outsiders of, uh, of Arizona that aren't doing their due diligence. They're not doing their homework. They're not watching the game uh, film. I mean, when it, I, I went over this on our podcast a couple, I, I think last week when the rating came out in 77, it's just disrespectful to Kyler Murray. I thought that he was professional in his thoughts on first take on ESPN about it, you know, where he was just kind of surprised and shocked. And absolutely, you feel for the kid who's done everything right. He's the top pick, but he's one point above last year or this Previous NFL drafts top pick in Joe Burrow somehow he's immediately you know just one point behind Kyler Murray who as you mentioned brought home the hardware 
uh, former Heisman Trophy winner. All of the intangibles are there. The athleticism, the ability to throw the football is always overlooked for Kyler Murray. And I think that's what's really going to separate himself and put him into that mix of second-year quarterbacks that have had so much success. Now, I don't know if he's – I can't predict like a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes season, but I think Kyler Murray absolutely could be you know, Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, where he approaches 13 touchdown passes and really puts this organization on his back with his skill set. 77 is, is absolutely just a slap to the face to Kyler Murray, especially when you look at where his ratings are, and I deep-dive this a little bit, Millard, where – Throwing the deep ball, Kyler Murray completed over 60% of his passes, but he's like right in the middle of the pack as far as Madden ratings for throwing the deep ball. Like nobody watched game film on this kid, and it shows in their Madden ratings. It's like as much thought that goes into putting in new wrinkles in the Madden game over the last decade where they haven't done any of that was that, um, that amount of thought was put into Kyler Murray this season as far as his ratings are concerned I, I i just i've him and then the you know the continued disrespect for chandler jones uh i it's just mind-boggling to me yeah look at those madden ratings uh some of them are pretty interesting to look at i didn't even realize jared goff was a 76 on this for 2021 i feel that's pretty shocking yeah i know is. he had a pretty down year but that's very low I mean, his, as far as his ability to throw the football, I mean, it's it's there. I, I yeah, I don't. That's that's a head scratcher as well. I mean, you can look across the board. There was on the other end of that spectrum was Rob Gronkowski, who you know what has he had? You know, numerous concussions. He's had you know countless surgeries, and the guy's a ninety-five. And he didn't even play last year. I, I, it's it's for me. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And I get it. It's like the NFL top 100, right? It's one of those lists where you really don't pay too much attention to it until the players that you follow or you root for or you cover get disrespected. Because otherwise, I, I, I don't really put too much stock into that list or Madden ratings. But you know, it, it there is something to it, and I think it has to do with you know relevancy. Uh, as far as, you know, the Cardinals have won eight games in the last two seasons. So that what they need to do to change this narrative and what Kyler Murray can help them do absolutely is win football games in 2020, and that will change. They, they'll pivot on disrespecting them to showing them some respect in the ranking ratings maybe next season. Yeah, it looks like Madden ratings honestly just went off name value. I don't even think they actually looked at any tape. But let me ask you this. Uh, this is kind of a two-part question. How do you think helping? How do you think getting New Hopkins, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, will help Kyler Murray in the second season? And just what was your reaction finding out the Cardinals were finally getting off that David uh, David Johnson contract? Yeah, I mean, and that's it. Kind of goes hand in hand, doesn't it? It's, it's kind of shocking because all off season you're sitting there, and I, I'll probably answer the the second part first. That David Johnson here he is under this contract where he's got 10.2 million gu- guaranteed. Uh, and it's going to hit at the beginning of the the new league year, and you're like, well, I got, maybe the the Cardinals just punt on you know trying to figure out what to do at the running back position. Can can they bring back Kenyon Drake, who was so effective for them down the stretch last season, and David Johnson just kind of be that 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 pass catching back because he he certainly showed the ability to still do that. That was where he really was effective for this Cardinals offense, not running between the tackles. What, you just had to. You just think, okay, the Cardinals are going to eat this contract. If they can find somebody to take on this contract, 
it's it's definitely going to be a salary dump. It's going to be like what Brock Osweiler was from, you know, ironically from the Texans to the Cleveland Browns where they sent a second round pick along with that contract and the Browns were the ones that ate the contract. But I I I I remember that morning just scrolling Twitter because it was the first day of, you know, legal tampering in the NFL and you see that, you see the rumblings and you're like, "Oh, this is awesome. The the, the Cardinals have found a taker for David Johnson's contract. What's it going to cost them?" And then like then you see just this abrupt like Nook Hopkins is involved in the deal, and it's a you absolutely remember where you were. I was calling my co-host. I mean, we we even got away from texting. I mean, I text everybody in my life. I'm on the phone talking to my co-host, and we're yelling about how in- incredible this is. Not only did they dump David Johnson's contract, but they also brought on a you know a top three wide receiver in the NFL, and Nook Hopkins, who is just going to be. A force for the for the Cardinals, and I think it, it's probably a perfect time for Nook to leave that Houston Texans offense, which could probably stand to have you know Deshaun Watson at this point in his career kind of go through his progressions and, and spread the ball around, and, and that might be best for him. So he gets to kind of turn the clock back to his second year quarterback in Kyler Murray, who can continue to show Nook Hopkins the target share that he deserves, which is going to be absurd. I mean, he might out target. Uh, most of the uh, Arizona Cardinals receivers by nearly 100 this season, but it's it's going to be well worth it because he's shown, obviously, his ability to catch the football and make plays, and it's going to be huge for this offense. And, you know, maybe running back's the easiest position to plug and play. Wide receiver, there's a few things in there that, especially in Cliff Kingsbury's offense, that might be tough to pick up and not really get used to until you start to get on the field to play. But, man, is he going to be a force right off the bat him and Kyler Murray look for them to be just a dynamic duo, um, you know, to start the 2020 season. I know, I know that there is some skepticism as far as wide receivers, especially big time WR ones making the change to different teams. We haven't seen a lot of success early on, but I think if anybody's going to change that, Hopkins has the ability. Yeah, I mean, throughout. Hopkins career we've seen him with a carousel of quarterbacks usually definitely not as good as Kyler Murray outside of Deshaun Watson so I think Hopkins is gonna help him tremendously in that area that's a great point I mean I think that's a great point I mean when you looked at before Deshaun Watson in Houston during his seven seasons I thought I saw it was like 11 quarterbacks that were that that Nick Hopkins was catching passes for I mean it's so funny because there's so many similarities between him and Larry Fitzgerald. It just they're just in different stages at their of their career that they had a you know a, a platter of ham sandwiches at quarterbacks for the bulk of their career, but still put up absurd numbers. Yeah, because Hopkins in 2014, 2015 went 1,200 yards and then 1,500 yards. So it, even with the the poor quarterback play, he was still producing. And I think David Johnson's still a guy who's still pretty talented. He's definitely afraid of running between the tackles. We saw it last year. You could put it on the tape. But still, as a guy, as like a scat back, as a James White, I still think he's talented. And maybe the, the change of scenery will help him with the Texans. I don't think that O-line is really any better than the Cardinals O-line. He's going to struggle either way behind both of them. But I remember, like you said, it was one of those moments where you remember where you were because I I remember seeing, oh, David Johnson's getting traded to the Texans and then not really knowing what the Cardinals were getting in return and then hearing it was Nuke Hopkins. It's like, what are you doing, Bill O'Brien? You're literally letting the Cardinals fleece you. 
And so I just thought that was an amazing trade for the Cardinals. I don't even understand how you even get on the phone and offer David Johnson for a new Hopkins. And if you're Bill O'Brien, I don't even understand why you would accept that. Seeing what David Johnson has done the last couple of years versus what new Hopkins has done the last couple of years. But let me uh, ask you one final question, Bo. Uh, the Cardinals last year, they were worse in the league, I think, in yards per game given up. They were like fifth in points per game given up, sixth in like fewest takeaways, and they had like the seventh worst uh, pressure percentage last year in the NFL. So how does their new first-round pick Isaiah Simmons fit on the team, and how does he improve those areas? Yeah, I think he immediately improves your ability – to cover the tight end, which was just comical last year. Uh, they gave up 16 touchdowns to the opposing tight ends in 2019. It was If you're a fantasy football player like many of us are, you were streaming the tight end that was playing the Arizona Cardinals week in and week out. Now, I know outside of George Kittle and the NFC West, most of those guys you know, are unaccounted for, and you could just pick up these, these unknowns, and they would produce, put up close to the century mark in yards in a touchdown week in and week out. Like That was a safe play. I think Isaiah Simmons immediately helps out with that. Uh, hopefully, you know, Simmons, uh, we've seen that Vance Joseph, who's going to be a key to the Arizona Cardinals' success or lack thereof in 2020, the, the defensive coordinator, uh, putting this all together kind of on the fly, as I mentioned before, that, you know, how is he going to utilize this elite Swiss Army knife in Isaiah Simmons and really kind of u- utilize him to the best of his abilities? And that's really being a jack-of-all-trades that he was at Clemson. I mean, this is a guy that rushed the passer. Uh, This is a guy that, you know, forced interceptions. This is a guy that was a tackling machine for the Tigers, and he played at the highest possible level. You know, how do you do do that? But also, how do you get the guy, you know, to the NFL level? How do you acclimate him from D1 football to NFL play the most comfortably? And I think we're probably going to, a lot like what we saw with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray last year, where you didn't know how to take this incredible skill set and translate it to the next level. And it's, it's, it, there's going to be the growing pains, right? There's going to be the way, okay, that's, that works, but this didn't work. And this is the best way to utilize him. And it's going to be a week-by-week basis for Simmons because he's such a unique talent, like Kyler was on the offensive side of the football last year. Um, that's going to be a little bit more tricky. But the bigger question is this defense. You mentioned the yardage. They were just atrocious last year. I think it was close to over 40% of the time that Kyler Murray was coming out onto the field chasing points because the defense had given up a score. And they absolutely need, you know, Steve Kimes said he was consumed with retooling this defense. He brings in three guys via free agency that are immediately going to start. Jordan Phillips in the middle of the defensive line. You've got uh, DeAndre Campbell in the linebacking core. You've got Devon Kennard, you know, a local product who's going to rush the pasture that, you know, production falls off a cliff after Chandler Jones at that pass rush position. They need to get production there. And then also that defensive secondary that gave up all those yards. Can Patrick Peterson be the eight-time Pro Bowler that he was before the PED violation? You know, he knocked off some rust at the end of last season. Can he get back to being that elite player? I don't know. I hope so. And then who's going to play opposite him? You know, is it is it going to be, you know, the veteran who played for the Atlanta Falcons and then was lost for all last season uh, last year? Um, you know, is it Robert Alford or is it going to be the second round pick Byron Murphy? I'm hoping it's Byron Murphy vying for that spot, that starting spot in training camp more so than Alford. I think that's got more upside, 
But there's a there's still so many question marks as far as this defense is concerned. Isaiah Simmons, I expect his impact to be known on a game by game basis. I just don't know what it's going to look like. And I think that this defense is going to be like the linchpin to the success of this Arizona Cardinals team because that offense, it's not going to be able to do it, especially as you pointed out, how talented this division is. They, they, they're going to need some serious help from this defense. It needs them to have a serious turnaround. And we want, look at all those second-year quarterbacks and all the success, and they had it team-wise as well. You know, it, they had some help from some serious defensive turnarounds, whether it's Philly, whether it's uh, you know Los Angeles with the Rams, or you know with with the Chiefs and with the with the Ravens. They all benefited from having solid defensive teams. Yeah, can you see Kyler Murray making that second year leap like a Lamar Jackson or a Patrick Mahomes who just, you know, basically take the NFL over? Yeah, don't you see the skill set? I mean, I I I don't think anybody could predict that, but is if anybody has the ability, you know, to do it with his arm, with his legs, that's similar to those two guys who have have just done it the past two seasons. Uh I don't I don't think that Mahomes and Jackson set up, you know, where it's it's just Kyler Murray is the guy next in line that it's going to happen. I mean, obviously, he has to put together an incredible year in order for that to happen. But I think putting that expectation on Kyler might be too much. But as I mentioned, you know, can he be Russell Wilson in year two? Can he be Deshaun Watson in year two? Can he be Carson Wentz? Can he be Jared Goff? Even Mitchell Trubisky had success in his second season before really just you know, crap in the bed last season. Uh, yeah, I think he absolutely possesses that. And and then some, I think he's going to be somewhere in between. Um, I, I just don't think you can predict 50 touchdowns like Mahomes or 36 touchdowns and 1,200 yards rushing from Lamar Jackson. Those guys are just on another level. But Kyler Murray, absolutely. I mean, what he did in his final year at Oklahoma was absurd. And he's the only guy, you know, to be a first-round pick in both – baseball and football and uh you know he continues to just answer every question that everybody has about him you know I don't I don't know if I want to question him at this point I, he, he certainly has the ability to do it yeah I don't know what's more disrespectful Bo, giving Murray a 77 Madden or comparing him to Mitch Trubisky <laughs> <laughs> yeah look I mean that's the thing though I mean when you look at the second year guys it is a, it's it's absurd how much success has had in the second year, and uh, it's it's such a league of adjustments, and these these coaches and these quarterbacks just seem to get on the same page. And there is just there is a there is a not there, there's bigger than a sample size of quarterbacks recently that have had a lot of success, and somehow even Mitchell Trubisky, who couldn't hit water if he fell out of boat today. Uh, he's a guy that that had success under Matt Nagy in that Bears offense in his second season. But then, yeah, who, who, the the bigger question is who can sustain that success, and that's why the NFL is it's crazy. You know how guys sometimes just fall off a cliff. Trubisky's on that. You know we'll see if 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 Kyler can continue if he has a big second season and, and be as consistent as as Cardinals fans hope he he can be. Yeah, he definitely has the talent and the skill set. And I also think he has the intangibles. I mean, he's a gamer. We saw him like those games against the 49ers at the end of last season. He, he really stepped up to the plate when the games were more meaningful, when it was more nationally televised, when it was more high-pressure situations. Kyler Murray definitely looked like a guy who didn't wilter in those moments. Some guys do. Some guys can't handle the, those high-stakes situations. And Murray definitely seems like the kind of guy that could push through that. And he seems like the kind of guy that uh, – 
you know, fans in Arizona need. They, they don't have too many teams here with a lot of success. Like you said, we're, we're still waiting for a team in, in recent history to get back to the postseason. And Kyler Murray could be that guy that leads to the, the Cardinals to multiple playoff runs. I do think they're going to be set up for the future. I don't know if they're going to be set up in 2020 to make a, a real postseason run, but I do like the way this team is moving. I do think their arrow is trending in the right direction for once. Absolutely, and we're looking forward to the Diamondbacks kind of leading the way. That's this Friday. They open up the abbreviated Major League Baseball season against the Padres. Make sure you're listening and following Locked on Diamondbacks and Millard Thomas, of course, Creator Thomas 24 on Twitter. Millard, looking forward to a great season of baseball, football, just looking forward to sports being back and, and hearing your thoughts on it. Thanks for joining us here on Locked on Cardinals. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it for this edition of the Lock on Diamondbacks. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you for Bo Brack for inviting me on his pod and letting us do this. And guys, don't forget, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need on traditional chain store front. Winder, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. Your co- you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. Prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks to everyone who tuned in today. I hope everyone tunes in later this week because I'll have Javi Pena on to, and I'll drop that podcast with him. So be on the lookout for that. Everyone stay safe and stay healthy. Peace.